Hello, my name is Joe Hogan. Many of you know me as Epic Grays in various video games and social media. Welcome to episode 179 of Geektitude, a geek culture podcast that celebrates the inner geek in all of us. And it is the last show of 2020, and I am joined to talk about it with Ray. How you doing, Ray? I'm doing good, Joe. We made it. We made it. <laughs> well, let's not, let's not get ahead of ourselves. There's what three more days left. <laughs> good point. Good point. <laughs> I trust nothing at this point. <laughs> so yeah, I saw I saw a tweet that said, uh, "Don't even talk like that. 2020 is sentient." <laughs> <laughs> I also saw somebody online say, "All right, I don't want to hear anything about how 2021 is going to be our year. Let's just like walk." <laughs> Cautiously, <laughs> let's just be very calm. Yeah. Let's stand out, and hopefully, they won't notice we're here. Yeah, good advice. Jeez, <laughs> so how are your holidays? Uh, they're doing. They're, they're going pretty well, actually. I'm getting lots of rest, which is good. Um, we get a na- nice long break from work, so the first week was spent pretty much resting, you know, um, and recovering. <laughs> <laughs> And this week, I'm hoping to get some some creative work done, work in my studio. You know, I got a, I got a printing setup uh, after moving out of L.A. five years ago and relocating to Orange County and um, having to let go of a lot of my, you know, um, art supply studio setups, printing setups due to lack of room. Now that I'm in this apartment, pretty pretty comfortable and cozy with enough space, I've decided to set up another printing situation and I got that set up last week. So I'm excited this week to, to make some new stuff. Nice. Nice. Yeah. That's exciting. Yeah. It's super exciting. I forgot how much I missed silk screening and printing and stuff. So that's how, that's how this holiday vacation has gone so far. I can't, really can't complain. Also been catching up with geeky stuff. What about you? Um, I have been, <laughs> been trying to get through the holidays. Not that we've had a lot of stuff to do, but I feel like we're trying to navigate how to do the holidays, um, social distanced and, you know, it's been good, but it's been kind of like, I don't know, like most of 2020 has been where you're just kind of like, all right, what's going on? How's this going to work? Yeah. Um, but now, um, I actually, this year I have three weeks off instead of two, which is perfect. Nice. And uh, and so once uh, the New Year's done, I, I will still have a week off to just kind of veg and chill and get work done. I haven't been doing a lot of geeky stuff. I have been editing, 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 because on January 1st, we are launching our actual play podcast uh, as the dice roll. And I finally have all of that stuff taken care of. Like it's, it's, well... All the all the back end stuff is is in place. I forgot how much how much it takes to get a a <laughs> podcast up and running because once you get it up and running, it's fine. It just goes really quickly. I'm but, like back end. What are you talking about? Don't you just hit record and start talking? <laughs> <laughs> yes, but before that, there's all the social media stuff you got to get set up. Then there's all yeah. the website stuff, and because I don't set up websites every every day, like you forget and you have to re look up everything and you know, why isn't this working? Oh, I forgot to flip this toggle switch. <laughs> so that's interesting. I am actually planning this week uh, to rehaul my, my website, my art website. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've, I've used Squarespace for like 10 years now. And uh, I'm thinking about switching because um, some people have been telling me like there's cheaper options out there and 
um, my my domain is hosted by Google Sites, mm-hmm. and I know that they have their own sort of like you know editing platform, web editing platform. So I'm going to check that out. What do you use? Um, I use HostGator, and then um, they have um, uh, what is it called? WordPress. I use WordPress through. Okay, yeah. Okay. Couple people have suggested WordPress. Yeah, and that's that's what I've done for most of them. I, when we were doing State of the Geek, I used Squarespace, and not only did I not love how it worked, uh, it was very not user friendly for me. Mm-hmm. But we got hacked. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, there was a time when all of a sudden um, our you know very liberal political podcast got replaced with this just like horrible. <laughs> misogynistic oh, terrible feed and I, raven from from uh girls gone wow got the the first episode and she's like uh did you change something <laughs> <laughs> thank you for letting me know because that's awful Damn. um so yeah so i i steer clear of squarespace other people swear by it it's just not my thing yeah at the time that i set up my my artist website initially it was kind of new and um i went on there and i i knew at the time i knew a little bit of of basic coding and so it it the user friendliness actually just fit exactly like where my level was at at the time perfect so and and i mean if anyone's ever tried setting up a website like it's i mean for me went because I had a very specific idea of what I wanted my site to look like that just made it way harder. Right. Yeah, it's like, when, yeah. it's like when you go shopping, like if you know exactly what you're looking for, you're going to spend a lot, a, a, a longer time finding just that. Whereas if you're kind of like, Oh, I don't know. I'm looking for something like this, you know, maybe like then you're open to suggestions and I think it's easier to find something. So at the time I sort of like picked the template that was closest to what I wanted but mm-hmm. then wrote my own code to kind of switch things up and get things exactly how I wanted. And, oh, my God, like, that is – it's so much work. <laughs> yeah, it, it really is. <laughs> Anybody who's tried to set stuff up like this, it is not – it is not my favorite thing to do. I would right? prefer to do all the other stuff. And and what I'm working with as far as the the podcast goes, you know, it's a – it's an actual play podcast. We're actually going to throw um, instead of our usual commercial in the middle, we're going to throw in uh, a couple of trailers for the, the actual play, but the, the whole show is called as the dice roll. And, and we kind of have this um, soap opera, like classic soap opera shtick going for the intro and outro. Mm-hmm. But the um, there's two campaigns. There's the groups campaign that we're doing at sci-fi uh, called the cautious optimism, and then there is the D and D five E campaign, and they're running in tandem. So, like the first episode will be cautious optimism, the second one will be the horse feather saga, and it will go back and forth between those two. They're very very different, but because there's two shows, I mean, there's basically two shows in this one podcast. I have to do two intros, two outros. <laughs> to like it's double everything it's been fun and it's really been like testing my creativity as far as audio editing goes yeah but it's just taken forever once everything's <laughs> set it'll go a lot quicker but right right but, but your it, brain has to sort of exist there yeah right while, while you're doing it until you're done and then you don't have to think that way anymore 
Yeah, and I'll finish something and I'll be like, yeah, this is really great. And I'll listen to it a bunch of times and okay, perfect. And then I'll move on to something else and go, oh, wait, I have to now go back and redo that first thing because we ha- <laughs> copyright sucks. <laughs> I'm just going to tell you, copyrights suck. We, we try and use um, open source stuff and, and this is going on Anchor. So there's the the potential to monetize. And so I have to be really careful about what I use because I don't want to get, you know, <laughs> I don't want to get sued for using somebody's stuff yeah. without permission. And, you know, I was getting all this sound set up and it was great and it was um, royalty free stuff. And all of a sudden, everything from the internet regarding this person disappeared. Like, oh. it, it's all just gone. Like, all the, the websites have lapsed and everything. And I'm like, I don't trust. <laughs> 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 that I should be using this music. <laughs> this wow. is probably not a good idea. Yeah. So um, I'm very happy with what we're we're going to be using now, but it's taken going back and reflipping out all the all the sound. So hopefully on January 1st, everybody's going to get a very cool, very cool show. I'm very That's excited awesome. about it. I mean, this all sounds pretty fucking geeky. Is there? I know you said you haven't done a lot of geek stuff. Is that, have you been managed to squeeze in anything else? This is this is basically it. Like I have played a little bit of WoW. Um, I don't think I've raided since our last episode because uh, I, I was telling uh, Justine and Larissa on on last week's episode that that I raided with my group, but we uh, took a break for the holidays, so we probably won't be raiding until next week. And that's that's basically it. A little bit of WoW and this and holiday stuff. That that's that is the extent of my geekiness this week. <laughs> How about you? Um, a lot of movie watching, you know, um, we sort of hit a groove now where that's just kind of like the thing we look forward to the most is just to sit down in front of a good story and, and kind of, mm-hmm. you know, take it all in. Um, knowing that Wonder Woman 84 was coming out on Christmas Day we tried our best to catch up with the DC movies that we were, you know, trying to get in before that. Mm-hmm. So uh, after after surviving Batman versus Superman, uh, <laughs> we got into Justice League, and then uh, we got into and uh, you know I have to admit, Joe, Justice League. I don't know if I talked about this the last time we recorded, but it continues to um, age pretty well for me. It's, okay. it's one, once the expectations have been set, it's, you know, it, it, it does its job. Um, yeah. and, uh, we got through the first wonder woman. We got through Aquaman decided to go ahead and just skip Shazam, even though I thought that was a pretty enjoyable watch. The, the only time that I've seen it, I uh, still haven't seen that movie. It's good. It's, it's fun. It's funny. It's, uh, entertaining. It's just, it doesn't feel essential. And Mm -hmm. maybe, maybe that's just my take on Shazam as a character, (laughs) you know, kind of, kind of feels redundant if you really love Superman as much as I do. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but yeah, we skipped that, uh, by the way, dude, Aquaman, I continue (laughs) to be in love with that movie. Just uh, maybe not in love. I have a huge fucking crush on that movie. So uh, that is so fun and bonkers and bananas. It's great, especially considering um, one of one of my favorite U- film film YouTubers, Patrick H. Willems, um, released a video earlier this year 
denoting a category of movie that he calls bonkers. I think he called them bonkers blockbusters or uh, no gonzo gonzo blockbusters. Nice. This idea that there's these blockbusters that are being made now that are just like in terms of ideas and concepts and just the amount of information and world building they throw at you at every second. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, there's this whole new kind of genre or category of blockbusters and Aquaman is in that. So um, yeah, I really enjoyed it Um, again. (laughs) (laughs) And then we watched Wonder Woman. We also watched um, Soul, the new Pixar movie that came out on Christmas Day. Um, Yeah, you know, I have my thoughts on Wonder Woman. I know you haven't seen it yet. And we're going to be reviewing it soon. Um, I tried my best to go into it as just sort of a viewer. Mm -hmm. You know, not a podcast reviewer, but just sort of like just watch it and enjoy it for what it is. And you know, see what you think about it afterwards. So I'm really interested to hear your take on it. I can't wait for that recording session. Yeah, um, we're going to be going sometime this. We haven't decided yet. I think I think the the initial reviews have kind of slowed down our excitement. <laughs> um, and, but we're 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 going to take it to a, a drive-in again. Like, oh, cool! And, That's a good idea. Like, yeah, we're we're not quite ready to invest money in HBO Max. It's <laughs> not quite our our jam right now. Yeah. But um, shout out to my sister Valerie for uh, lending her password. Anyway, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, yeah, it's it, you know I'm excited to be all caught up with the DCEU movies. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> and then we'll be uh, and then we'll be moving on to the Snyder Cut, right? That's the next one. That's the next one, and that's in the middle of next year, right? I think I remember sometime in June or summer. I, I think so. I think okay. so. So what's cool about that is that you know when that happens, <laughs> obviously I'm going to be watching it. Obviously we're going to be reviewing it. But now, as far as like my watch partner and I go, like we're all caught up. Yeah. Like she understands what the Snyder Cut is, right? Uh-huh. And I feel like you kind of need to have that context <laughs> in order to, <laughs> to understand what you're about to experience, you know? So, um, yeah, I'm excited to also start the great MCU rewatch. So, oh, God. And uh, are you going to be able to get any of it done before WandaVision comes out? Probably not, but I don't, I mean, I'm not a huge TV person. I'm definitely going to be checking out WandaVision, but it is not as of now, like essential viewing because. Oh, I was so excited, Ray. Like that's one of the, <laughs> like the amount, here's the one geeky thing I did do. And it just happened this morning. I'm like, wow, we're going to be talking about Marvel and I've got to get ready. And I start. I fell down that YouTube rabbit hole mm. of all the like conspiracy theories on what the different shows are going to be about. And I am like, so excited, like so mm. excited. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the thing, and I think you can understand this when, when curating, um, you know, a watch list for someone that, you know, is not as, you know, into the geeky shit as you are. Mm-hmm. I, I try to be very careful about how I test their patients and what I ask them to, right, right. <laughs> to you know, kind of engage with and sort of, um, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, invest in, you know what I mean? Right. right. So, so I just, if, if WandaVision ends up being, something that is really rewarding to long time Marvel fans, but maybe not so much, you know, uh, uh, how do I put it? Not as entertaining on its own. 
you know? Right, right. Uh, then I don't want that to be something that I ask people to to kind of sit through with me. So I think that's something that I'm going to watch on my own first to sort of vet and see, like, especially this being, like, the first Disney Plus, like, MCU content. Yeah, We yeah. still don't really know what to expect or what, I, if you know, what notes they're going to hit and stuff. Well, I think unless there's other geeky stuff you're doing – I am I am excited to be talking about this. So why don't we take our quick break? You'll hear all about um, our my new venture with uh, with as the dice roll, and then we'll come back and we will talk about the Marvel phase. Was it phase four and five, or just phase five? Oh God, let's talk. I've about lost both. track. Yeah, it's yeah. That's a good. That's a great point. I think it is phase five. <laughs> We're going to figure that out. During we'll, the- we'll look that up and then we'll come back. <laughs> See you soon. Hello, my name is Joe Hogan, and I'm here to share with you the latest podcast on the geek to geek Media Network, As the Dice Roll. This actual play podcast is a collection of different stories collected under one roof, and we're launching with two really fun campaigns. First off, we have a sci-fi world-building adventure played through the GURPS system. Todd from the Nerdberg Review has assembled a group of seasoned podcasters and streamers from the geek to geek Media Network and beyond to create a world of crazy aliens and spacefaring hijinks. Here's a quick look at the first episode of our GURPS campaign, Cautious Optimism. I selected the GURP system because it is very flexible and you can do a lot of different things with it. You can play in any setting, including outer space, which is where today's adventure is going to take place. Because as you know, Uncle Peter, he had a lot of wealth and valuables uh, and he's not giving any of them to you, but he is giving you this ship. Ah, I'm looking for work. I I passed my SATs. I could be your, your engineer. Do your parents know where you are, son? No, I'm skipping town. <laughs> I'm going to say for the, the time period and everything like that, it, it's probably a hovercraft. Okay, a cool floating dolly. This is an audio show, so special effects aren't an issue. Let, <laughs> let's make everything floaty. Absolutely. <laughs> for some reason, the name of defibrillators was lost around mid-century. We now call them shocky things. But uh, see, the bird people on this planet can't pronounce defibrillator with their beaks. So yeah, that makes sense. We're going with that. (laughs) You're uh, you're looking at the ship and imagining flying through space and all that jazz. When there's an explosion inside, (laughs) you hear Hank Crawford shout an expletive. What exactly are you doing to be intimidating? Um, he walks in and just in uh, a very penetrating voice just goes, move. All right. So, I mean, imagine a bunch of pigeons on the road when a car is coming at them and they all just kind of fly <laughs> off. Uh, so, so the party of uh, three brave adventurers are uh, heading to the shopping district. I, I believe now, that would be two brave adventurers, one almost corpse. <laughs> well, it sounds like any Dungeons and Dragons group Absolutely. I've ever played with. 
Yep. Look, all I need you to do is point at what a power converter looks like. Which one you want? (laughs) (laughs) That was a little taste of what to expect on our first episode. It features Todd, myself, Kelly Hightower from Mating Habits of the Modern Geek, and Bama Shocks from King of the Heel. We'll be joined in later episodes by Raven from Girls Gone Wow, and our very own Beige from the geek to geek podcast. Episodes will come out every other Friday at 5 p.m. Pacific, starting on Friday, January 1st. On the off weeks, Cautious Optimism will be sharing the As the Dice Roll feed with a second campaign. The Horse Feather Saga is a D&D 5e campaign featuring a group of newcomers to the podcasting world. Dungeon Master Drew is joined by myself, my brother Mike, and our friends Chris and Charlie as we barrel through a very unique take on the Dungeons and Dragons mythos. Here's just a bit of the raucous silliness that is the Horsefeather Saga. Chris and Mike and Joe have all experienced my DMing with this, so they have a good idea of what it's like. Charlie, you are new to this, so you're going to need to roll a d20 to determine how often I'm going to kill you. Charlie, do you know what a bullywog looks like, by the way? Like a little frog guy? It's a frog dude. Frog dude. With teeth. He's got teeth. Human teeth? Uh, bullywog teeth. God, how terrifying would that be? (laughs) I'm in a picture that one nearest to me is having human teeth. (laughs) Um, okay, like like dentures? <laughs> I don't know. I didn't ask him. We're, we're being honorable by stabbing you in your thigh. <laughs> That's right. Bullywugs hate thighs. <laughs> All those visions of frogs' legs roasting over an open fire. <laughs> Ryan, Ryan understands because he has pretty nice thighs. <laughs> Hot. <laughs> Fair enough. Does Ryan wear short shorts? <laughs> <laughs> Not right now, but he has been known to. You're you're like you're capture. Yes. Okay. All right. I mean, you can you can say something if you would like to. Release Howard the Terrible. Unhand me. Top of the order. So this goes to Zerk the Mohawked. My God, they're trying to kidnap that small child. <laughs> Zerk 100% is convinced that Howard is a child. He does not realize he's a elderly gnome. Okay, so that's basically how we're going to play this. That's just a little sample of what you get with the Horse Feather Saga. The first episode will drop on Friday, January 8th, and it will carry an explicit tag, mostly because we have a tendency to drop a few F-bombs here and there. So those are our two campaigns premiering on As the Dice Roll starting January 1st. We're very excited for you to experience these stories with us, and as time goes on, we hope to add more campaigns of all different systems and all different genres with players from across the internet and beyond. To close us out, here are the opening credits from Cautious Optimism. Hello, Cautious Optimism. Aurora Borealis Shand. A human woman. I'm not interested in, in selling this ship. She has a huge smile on her face. She was, she's very important to me. Hank Crawford. Engineers. Bad news, good news. Uh, bad news, fuel leak. Coming and going from the spaceport. Good news, I found duct tape. Kyan Brunt. A mature. I am a doctor. A nine foot tall, four armed creature. I don't care if they call me, hey, you, just let me do my job. Rico. Humanoid. I'm observing you. Cat person. It's for science. 
Toss. A slimy, gelatinous... Mm, what are you hauling? Goo thing. Thank you, Cautious Optimism. Welcome to the station. All right, we're back. And normally this last show of the year is kind of our year in review. <laughs> I don't think anybody wants to review 2020. <laughs> I'm kind of done. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we're, we're, we're going to look towards the future. Uh, a couple weeks ago, a lot of information dropped for, and we looked it up. It's phase four and five of the Marvel universe epicness and did you what did what did you think when you first saw the did you watch it live did you see it later like i didn't watch it live um and i wasn't trying to avoid anything so just like in my in my normal kind of like twitter you know browsing i would see stuff here and there mostly nando versus movies and um patrick willems on twitter just kind of reacting to things and I thought, oh, yeah, that's something I'll get to. And so at the end of the day, I just, you know, what's cool about this stuff is that it's, it, you'll, you, you can find it on YouTube or whatever if you just look. And um, the whole Marvel thing was posted complete with all the trailers and everything. Yeah. So you could just sit there and just watch the whole presentation from Kevin Feige, which I did. Um and uh, yeah, so I kind of took it in all at once and was pretty excited, to be honest. I mean, I was surprised, and I think other people were as well, by how much they shared. Oh, well, it just kept coming. Yeah. Like, like we had all this stuff that we knew about, and we figured, oh, there's going to be like one or two more new things that they're going to be like, surprise. And no, it just like kept coming. Here's another thing. Here's another thing. Here's three more things. <laughs> yep. What, so. what is the thing that you're most excited about right now? Mm, I, it's hard to pick a favorite. It really is hard to pick a favorite. I I'm very excited about WandaVision just because Scarlet, Witch is one of my favorites. Mm. Um, I, I think anything that has to do with that kind of track, I know WandaVision leads into both, uh, Dr. Strange and the multiverse of mad madness and into captain Marvel two. So really, I think yeah, yeah, because they're they're they've got adult Monica Rambeau in WandaVision, and she's also going to be in Captain Marvel two with Ms. Marvel. I so a Spider Man because there's definitely setting up the Spider Verse, and that's going to be through WandaVision. I was assuming. Maybe um, actually, that's the all. All I think I think it, it's kind of the way they're looking at it is WandaVision, Doctor Strange, and the Multiverse of Madness. Spider-Man three, they're all like, they're really interconnected, tied in together. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And what is, well, the thing I'm most excited about is, mm -hmm. um, the Falcon and the winter soldier. I'm excited about that. Especially when I looked at who they are bringing back. Mm -hmm. I mean, like one of the most interesting things is that why I fell into the, the hole I did this morning is looking at the cast lists for all these shows oh. and seeing what characters they're putting in it. Oh, and they're mixing and matching all over the place. And that's why like for, 
WandaVision, the ones that they're they're kind of featuring, we we knew Monica Rambeau was going to be in it. Oh, and just to like if you really want to know nothing about what's coming up with Marvel, because we're going to be coming up with theories and why would you want to know nothing? But I guess do yeah, you, there's some people who don't like any spoilers whatsoever. But we're going to be you know possibly spoiling things because we're going to be talking about our ideas of what might be coming up and different theories that are out there and stuff from the trailer. So you know, you're warned. I have to admit, and I know this is going to sound so blasphemous to you, Joe, because. You're a big TV guy, but I almost feel like TV doesn't count to me. Like I just, <laughs> I'm not a fan of the of the television f- storytelling, not just format, but like ta- like storytelling. I don't know what to call it. Like uh, uh, like the, it just, just television storytelling just comes with this certain flavor, and it just it all feels very like. Hercules and Xena to me. I can tell that I I can see that, but I really feel like what they're doing is they're approaching these as very long movies that they're cutting up into parts. Yeah. Well, this is why I'm reserving, you know, judgment on whether or not WandaVision is required viewing until I get a look at it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because I would have told you as a star Wars fan, I would have been like, Oh, Dude, Mandalorian, John Favreau, are you kidding? Like, let's go. Mm-hmm. And it's it's just it's been a it's been hard for me to get through that, to be honest with you. And I haven't I haven't finished it. I I know I have. I mean, friends have been texting back and forth with each other, and I'm on the group text, and I'm like, yeah, I haven't seen it yet. Haven't seen it yet. <laughs> even even with the budgets that they're allotting to something like Mandalorian, which is obviously like Disney Plus's like flagship thing, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's just this monster of the week, you know, kind of format with with the production values. It just it just, you just look like TV extras. You know, I, I can see that. I can see that. I, I'm hoping with the Marvel ones that they are a little bit more cinematic. Yeah. Yeah. And I've never, you know, I never fell in love with Buffy. I never fell in love with Doctor Who. I never fell in love with, you know, these shows. You know what I mean? And I know you're like, that's a big part of your viewing Oh yeah, no, like right, right. My first instinct was, okay, how do I, how do I sit down with Ray and <laughs> Buffy is so worth it. Uh, that was the very first thing that popped in my mind. I'm like, hmm, when the, when the quarantine yeah. is over, I think I have a mission. <laughs> I, I'm just the movie snob is just what it comes down to. It's like, ew, TV, ew, commercials. Like, I don't know. I admit it. But yeah, so um, it's, it's amazing to me. I hadn't even considered how deep they would be going with their kind of character rosters until you even mentioned it. And I was like, Holy shit! What's cool? It seems like they have a fully functional Marvel universe now. Yeah, and they're they're crossing over all over the place, just like they would in the comics. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, we've really reached a place where the Marvel universe, in all of its forms, is very much like visual cinematic comics because yeah. they, they they are treating them like you would treat comic books and trading characters and moving back. Cause just, just using um, WandaVision as an example, we knew that Mon- an adult Monica Rambo was going to be in it. That was kind of leaked mm-hmm. long time ago, but the two characters that I'm totally confused as to how they're, well, one, I get what they're doing with it. the other one. I'm like, how is this the thing mm-hmm. they're, they're adding Darcy Lewis 
who is played by Kat Dennings. Um, she was on um, Two Broke Girls, and she played the assistant in um, Thor. In Thor, and she's great, I, and she's in it. She's in all all six episodes. That's awesome. So she's obviously one of the the characters, and so the the way it's starting to sound, especially since one of the clips is "Oh, are you here to help us or save us or something like that?" is that there's a bunch of characters from a du- bunch of the different franchises that are are stuck wherever Wanda and Vision are, uh. and um, so there's her, and then I guess Jimmy Woo, who is played by Randall Park. In the Ant-Man movies, he's the FBI agent that uh, is checking in on um, Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd. Ant-Man, yeah. Yeah, all the time. He is basically trying to get to them. He's like... He's great, too. Yeah, and they're characters that, like, we haven't really thought of that much. Right, but they're, but they're really, and they're really watchable actors. Right, right. I absolutely love Kat Dennings. I, yeah. I think she honestly was the best thing about uh, Two Broke Girls. <laughs> I could have done without <laughs> the other one. She was amazing. I thought you were um, going to say she was the best thing about Thor 2, which one I, I would also agree with. I, I loved her in <laughs> Thor 2. Like, she's just, like, the actress just has that likability where you're just like, I want to be your yep. friend. Yep. <laughs> I want to be your friend. Totally. Um, and then uh, Catherine Hahn, I'm trying to remember what she's Ooh, been in, but she's, she's been in great everything. Too. She was in Parks and Rec as um, the competing uh, political consultant uh, running the campaign against Ben and uh, Leslie. Mm-hmm. Well, she's she's just in she's just in everything. Like she she is a very prolific actress. Yeah, and she's playing this character Agnes, and there's speculation that she might be Agatha Harkness. Dang, they really are going deep. They're going deep. Yeah, that's do you know that character at all? Yeah, that's um, she's from um, isn't she part of the Scarlet Witch like uh, pantheon of of. Characters? She, she crosses over. Else? She crosses over three major characters. She crosses over. She she worked with Wanda a lot to help um, her learn how to control her chaos magic. She has a lot of crossover with Doctor Strange because obviously she's a big sorceress witch type person, and then she was Franklin Richards' um, nanny basically in Fantastic Four. In Fantastic Four. Oh, I never made that connection before. Yeah, and so with the idea that Fantastic Four is coming in and they might be introducing Agatha Harkness, this <laughs> is kind of crazy. <laughs> Damn, that's fucking cool. <laughs> yeah, I'm. i like when I started when I started looking into this, I got even more excited than I already was. I'm. I'm so excited for WandaVision. I can't. I love what they're doing with it because. A lot of the stuff we've seen has been the kind of TV tropey, making you know comparisons to Bewitched and Brady Bunch and all these different shows, and mm-hmm. it turns out that there's it's like really dark underneath, like something weird and creepy is going on. People have talked about maybe it being Mephisto. Um, yeah, there's. There's a lot of there's a lot of cool stuff going on in the series. Oh, they introduced Mephisto. That would be so awesome. <laughs> oh, yeah, it would be it would be game changing. It would yeah. be crazy. Yeah, I know. Just think about. Well, okay. So before I get ahead of myself, um, 
I'm definitely looking forward to the Falcon Winter Soldier the most because it just has that like buddy cop feel that I love mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. much. It feels like a like a Shane Black vehicle, you know what I mean? <laughs> like yeah, yeah, yeah. or something. Um I and and I love the tone of it that we got from kind of the the snippets or the trailers that were presented. Right? Um, that really sold me on it. But there was another show that I was not as excited about. And after I saw the trailer, I was like, holy shit, that shot to like the top for me. And that was Loki. Yeah. And that's the other one that I I fell down a rabbit hole with Loki because there's all sorts of speculation on what's going on there. Well, dude, I, I can't like, that looks fucking fantastic. And I, for the longest time, I was, and I'm sure a lot of people were like, what the fuck is that even going to be? You know? Like- right, right. Well, we even thought it was going to be like Tom Hiddleston narrating a young Loki character. Right. You know, that, I mean, we had all sorts of speculations we were going with. Yeah. That looks great, though. And and the logo finally makes sense, that ugly-ass logo. Like, finally. Right. <laughs> you had such an issue with that logo. <laughs> But it totally makes sense now with the story that it looks like they're going to be telling. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't wait for. Do you know when that one comes out? Um, sometime in twenty twenty one. I don't think they have an actual date though. Okay, so is there besides Loki? Was there something else that really jumped out at you at the presentation that previously wasn't really high on your radar? Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna scan through my stuff real fast. Uh. I, I was I knew that it was coming, but I'm very much looking forward to Miss Marvel. I'm less excited about what if as I thought I was gonna be. Hmm. Um but animation's not always my favorite thing. So yeah, yeah. That, was, that's not Go ahead. I was waiting to see what the animation was gonna look like. And mm-hmm. honestly, like it sold me. I I love that to me it has that like Marvel versus Capcom animation style. Yeah. Of like if anyone remembers those fighting games and I love, I always loved that style. So I know it's not the highest production value of animation to be quite honest, but the, I just, I love the style of it. So that actually, I was waiting with what if like, eh, I don't know if that's going to be something I'm really into, but um, I like where they took it. So I'm actually excited for that one too. I'm going to actually, I, I, I do know what made me really excited. And it, I got even more excited again today when I was going through the characters and everything is I didn't put two and two together when they announced that Tat- Tatiana Mislani is going to be Jennifer Walters, she Hulk. Mm-hmm. Um, you know who she is, right? No. I mean, I've heard her. I've, I, I recognized her picture, but I don't, I haven't, I don't think I've seen anything that she's been in. She was in um, uh, orphan black. Did you oh, okay. watch Orphan Black? Of course not. <laughs> um, I don't know that we finished Orphan Black, but even just watching the first season, right? She plays spoilers if you haven't seen Orphan Black. You figure this out in like the first three episodes, but um, she's one of many clones, and so she plays like seven different clones, and all of them are completely different because they've all been raised in different areas. And so she literally plays like seven or eight versions of this character. One's a Russian character. One's um, one's a house mom. <laughs> one's a spy. Like 
all of these crazy, she is an amazing, amazing actress. Cause you'll be watching them and you forget it's the same actress because they're all on screen at the same time. Yeah. I remember you talking about this show. Yeah. So when I found out that that's, who's going to be playing her, I'm like, yes, 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 yes. How do you feel about the like physical discrepancy though? Um, well, I mean, Mark Ruffalo doesn't look like a <laughs> like smart Hulk, but they pulled that off. Yeah, but it's CGI. I mean, he trans, you know, she stays as as She-Hulk. Right. But I mean, that's how he was in the in Endgame. What do you Oh, oh, oh. So you're thinking that it's She-Hulk's going to be CGI. I I would think she would have to be. I can't imagine. <laughs> okay. I mean, she's supposed to be, you know, she's supposed to be huge. So right, I can't exactly. imagine that they wouldn't do that. Okay. I for some reason I assumed that it would be live act that she would be live action, but you're you're absolutely right. I don't know why I fucking thought about that. Didn't think about yeah. That. Yeah, there's that. And then the other thing that I think that just makes me happy for no good reason is the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. <laughs> like, <laughs> totally. Yeah. It's br- like brilliant. Just brilliant. Yeah, such a great idea. I love that they're having fun with the medium like that too. Yeah. Well, what are you what are you excited about? What are the I know you said the Falcon and um Winter Soldier, but what else? Oh god. Um I mean I'm I'm fucking at this point, I just I want to see Black Widow, goddammit. <laughs> like Are you excited about Black Widow? I'm not so excited <sighs> about Black Widow. It's not excitement. I wouldn't call it that. It's just like I, part of me is like, wait, didn't I see that already? <laughs> mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. Oh, you know, it's like, come on. It's a, it's not even, I mean, it's, it's a story that's part of a story that's been over already for a while. So I just want to be like, give that to us already. You know, like well, I want to, I want to understand. Closure. It's like, closure. I, yeah, I want to understand what it's going to add to the, to the story. That's my biggest thing is, is like, is yeah. this just a kind of, we, we said we were going to do it and we promised, <laughs> we promised Scarlett Johansson we were going to do this yeah. or is this actually going to further the story of this universe? I mean, we're jumping around a lot and I want to go back and go through each of these with you because it sounds like you've done proper research. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will say I am a huge a fan of Oscar Isaac. And so hearing yes. that he's been cast as Moon Knight, which I was a huge fan of Moon Knight when I was like a teenager. Um that and then and then I have to be honest, I just I I saw I remember remember the Marvel trading cards, Joe? Yes, yes. We 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 bonded over those I think one day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I was like 12, you know, 13 uh, uh collecting those cards. And I just fell in love with the visual of Moon Knight. It just yeah. looked just a stark, like all white costume just looked fucking great. And uh, I went in search of like the essential classic, wonderful Moon Knight stories. And uh, I didn't think it turns out there were any. <laughs> um, <laughs> some Moon Knight fans may be irate at, at hearing me say that just now, but for me, the stuff, the essential Moon Knight reading that I went in search of just didn't land for me. Mm-hmm. And so it's always been a character that I just, I love as an artist, I think I love the visual of the character and I'm really excited to, 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 you know, see a good Moon Knight story. So 
uh, listeners, if you know, if there's something that you think I'm missing and I need to read or catch up on, please let, let me know. But, um, Oscar Isaac as Moon Knight. Fuck. Yes. He, okay. You saw Ex Machina. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like that was the point where I was like, I will watch anything Oscar Isaac is in. Yeah. Because yeah. he was so, he was terrifying in that show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Terrifying. Killed it. Yeah. So but, true. Yeah, so I so the fact that he's kind of doing a, a character with all sorts of characters because it's multiple personality. Mm-hmm. Um, I I can't wait to see what he does with that. Yeah, that sounds fantastic. And I I I'm a big Coen Brothers fan, and I think my favorite is Inside Lewin Davis, and I think a big reason for that is Oscar Isaac in that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I also am okay. So can we talk about Hawkeye for a minute? Yeah. So I'm one of those people that caught up to the Matt Fraction run on Hawkeye late, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was a couple years old at the time that I heard enough about it, enough glowing reviews that I was like, I need to, I need to read this because Hawkeye's never been, I've never, I wouldn't, it was a never big Avengers reader. I mean, I, I read a couple runs when I was younger, but it wasn't ever at the top of my like list of comics. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Hawkeye just, you know, he was an Avengers character and that was it. I never really connected with the character. Uh, like I know you did. Yeah. Um, but I heard enough about this run that I was like, shit, I need to track down these comics and read them. So I did, I, I own all the trades. And it's one of those things where, like, it was so hyped up for me that when I read the actual stories, I'm like, oh, this is good. It's not, like, Mm mind-blowing, but it's good. But I think, you know, it's one of those things where if you're just a fan of the character and you're kind of, like, enjoying the character through these, like, pretty good stories, and then someone comes along and does something fantastic with your favorite character, it's like, oh, my God, this is the best fucking story ever, right? Right, right. So, I'm, I mean, people are really fucking hyped that they're draw, you know, they're pulling from that Matt Fraction run. Clearly, you know, for this series, I mean, they're using the, the logo and right. everything. So, so, that's cool, but I wish I was more excited for this, for this story story i'm i'm just curious as to what they're gonna do with it because the the hawkeye we have in the films is not the hawkeye you get in the comic books at all like it, they're they're completely different characters but joe okay mm-hmm. i do, is there really enough of a hawkeye character in the films for you to say they're completely different yes because they the the things that make him core Hawkeye are not really there. Like in the comic books, Hawkeye is a hothead. Like he he's always, you know, he doesn't like authority. He is very flippant. He's always getting into fights. He is he's very much more like the hunter character in Agents of Shield, which because that that's who that's supposed to be. He's kind of an analog to, because they couldn't use Hawkeye in, in the TV show. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. But you know, he's not a family man. And, and I think that having that family really changes the character. But the, the big thing for, for Hawkeye in the comic books is when he gets put into, (laughs) 
guys are making fun of me. But when he gets put as the leader of the West Coast Avengers, <laughs> like it really is his his story of trying to become a leader mm. and not feeling like he's ready for this kind of responsibility and having always complained about how, you know, Captain America and Iron Man are always telling him what to do and he could do it so much better. And then all of a sudden he's put in this position where he should be able to do it. And he really doubts himself. And it's really cool to see character growth in a comic book like that with a character that nobody really thinks about that often. Um, And I think that's where I really started enjoying Hawkeye because I thought, you know, I saw as much character growth as you can get back in the the eighties. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, You know, I felt like they were doing a really good thing with the character. That's not, that's not who this Hawkeye is. So it'll be interesting to see if they start pulling that feel out of him or, you know, what is, what are they going to do with this version of that character? Do you know how in the comics, how does Kate Bishop? Cause I mean, I, in, in the, in the fraction series that I read, she's already kind of an established character, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it's already established that she has the Hawkeye moniker. Or she did at some point. Uh, does she start out as like a, a mentee of Hawkeye in the comics? No, I think I'm, I'm, I'm sad to say that she kind of appeared in that little hole of, of Marvel history that I am very weak in, but okay. I, I want to say that she was part of the characters that came in to replace the characters who disappeared after onslaught. Oh, that makes sense. I think I definitely know she was part of the new Avengers. So when right. they brought in um, the two kids from Wanda vision and Hulkling and all these different like characters that were basically the original Avengers, but not, she yeah. was the Hawkeye analog and it, you know, she, she, but I think she had been kind of introduced before then. Got it. So, so kind of building on that, um, Haley Steinfeld is great. I, I love her as an actress. Um, and I think it's really cool that Marvel is lining up these really good actors to sort of set the stage for, you know, the future of the MCU. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm looking at the cast list here and it looks like Florence Pugh will be guest starring in Hawkeye as Yelena Belova or the new Black Widow. Right. So, yeah, it's really interesting to think like, okay, Natasha Romanoff is dead. Mm-hmm. Yelena, it looks like she is going to be the Black Widow going forward in the MCU. Right? Right. No, definitely. And so does this mean that with the introduction of Kate Bishop, they're going to be sort of phasing out uh, Jeremy Renner? This is going to sound horrible. I don't know that Hawkeye is a big enough character yet to be phased out. Huh? I I think in the movies. No, I think once he, once you bring in the new generation of Avengers, I think he's going to pop up here and there as like a mentor or a. But I don't think they're going to take the time to get rid of him. I don't think until until Jeremy Renner's done. As we know, Jeremy Renner tends to stick with things because he's had a lot of things taken away from him. Yeah, that's a good point. (laughs) So I don't see him. I think he's one of the. There's like five or six people that have said they will play this character until they're dead, 
And I think he's one of them. I know he's oh. one of them. I think, um, uh, what's his face? Oh my God. I'm embarrassed not to remember the name. It's just not coming to me. Tom. Uh, I keep wanting to say Tom Hiddleston, but that's Loki. Uh, <laughs> Tom Spider-Man. Oh, um, God damn it. Why did you just, <laughs> yeah, see, it's like, you can't get Hiddleston out of my name and out of my brain. And I know that's who it is. Um, <laughs> Tom Holland. Tom Holland, thank you. <laughs> shouting at the radio right now. <laughs> um, so I know he's one of them. I want to say that Falcon has said he's going to play uh, Anthony Mackie's going to like till till I die. Let me yeah. let me play this character. So I'm pretty sure Jeremy Renner's not going anywhere, and I think they'll keep him on as um, you know just as a an advisor, even when he's not the official Hawkeye anymore. Cause that's kind of what they did in the comic books. What do you mean? Um, well, for a really long time, Kate Bishop was, was Hawkeye and Clint right. Barton was just kind of in the background telling her what to do. It was kind okay. of like, um, the Batman where, um, Batman beyond where Bruce Wayne is kind of the one behind. Right. The, the guy, in, the guy in the chair. Yeah, he, yeah, he becomes the guy in the chair. Um, he's also, I really want to see when Marvel circles around to do Old Man Logan again. Like, he plays a big part in Old Man Logan. Mm-hmm. I thought for a second that Jeremy Renner was going to be phased out, like, not, like, by choice. <laughs> no, because there was that whole weird brouhaha that he got in with his ex-wife. And yeah. I was sure that they were going to be like, all right, we're done. <laughs> Seriously, me too. I, I I was like, okay, he's done. Like, <laughs> I could see Feige and Marvel go, uh, let's move on to Kate Bishop, you know? Yeah, but I think they got that kind of resolved and what the media came out with wasn't necessarily the full story. And Okay, yeah. okay, cool. All right. We hope. <laughs> we hope. I mean, like but it, good things. it's looking like you're, you made the call of young Avengers a long time ago, mm-hmm. a long time ago. And mm-hmm. it, it looks like it's pretty clear. Now that's exactly where they're going. Well, cause they've got, they've got Kate Bishop in Hawkeye. Mm-hmm. They have, um, America Chavez in, uh, Miss Marvel. No, in, uh, Dr. Strange, I think. What? Yeah. <laughs> oh shit. Yeah. In, wait. America Chavez is in Multiverse of Madness? Yeah. Holy Lucy shit. Playing her in, yeah. That's what I'm telling you. They're they're crossovering all over the place. So you've got her there, you've got Cassie Lang in the um Ant-Man and Wasp um it's got a Quantum Mania. And that one's bringing in Kang the Conqueror. And I think we've talked about this in previous episodes, but I really hope that this casting of Kang the Conqueror means that uh, um, Reed and Sue Richards are going to be African-American. Yeah, that would be fucking great. That is my hope. Yeah. I want to see them. I want to see them double down on the, the chaos. That was the last fantastic four movie because they decided to place one character with a person of color like switch them all out mm-hmm. <laughs> switch them all out yeah yeah wow joe there is a lot more going on in, in the next phase than i thought 
That's why I'm saying, dude, when I was looking at this to, to get caught up, I, I, I just, I kept looking in further and further into it and it's just yeah. nuts. And then you've got Ms. Marvel Kamala Khan coming in. Um, I don't think that they've announced anything else as far as like She-Hulk. They just have uh, Jennifer Walters, Bruce Banner and Abomination. Those are the only characters there that they've announced. Yeah. But they've literally just announced Oscar Isaac as, as Mark Spector in Moon Knight. Oh, dude, I can't wait for that. That's going to be great i'm so excited for that one. Oh, and they announced uh riri williams in ironheart uh oh that's right that's right they, this, yeah this is a lot to take in on the day of i remember going like what the fuck and i think There's- i was still in school at the time so i was like i can't I can't devote brain power to this right now. So this yeah. morning was really the first time I really sat down and like double checked everything. Yeah. And it just, you just keep finding stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just thought, I guess WandaVision was the show that was going to be the platform for the phase four films. Right. Mm-hmm. But now talking to you about this, I'm realizing like, no, like every show, is is has deeper stuff going on that's setting up more and more. Well, how do you how do you make yourself how do you make people watch all your stuff? Yeah. If you you make them all essential. Yeah, yeah, totally. I I really hope that because it would be kind of annoying if a show didn't really land with me, but I was forced to watch it in order to like keep up with stuff, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like that would be a bummer because because if it's a movie like say I don't know Thor two, uh, <laughs> it's a movie and if you didn't like it you spent two hours watching it once you're caught up with the ongoing saga of the Infinity Stones and you can move on you know what I mean mm-hmm. but with a show it's like a season. Yeah, but honestly, all of these are like British seasons, so they're all like six, eight episodes. They're not yeah. full. They're not full twenty-two. You don't have to sit through the entire Agents of Shield saga to, to true. get to the good episodes. That's true. Because I'm not really feeling the whole like, you know, decades of sitcom television run through of WandaVision. Like, oh, see, uh, I think you're, I think you're going to like it because I think it's going to be, there's going to be this very dark undertone. And I think they're just showing that to conf- like, not to confuse, but to kind of make people go, what in the hell is this? And then as they introduce more stuff, it's like, no, this is, this is some weird dark reality stuff going on. I hope it's just like one episode that they get that out of the way and then move on to like the story that they're trying to tell. Right, yeah. uh, but I'm glad that I'm glad that you know Randall Park and Cat Dennings are in this show. That's what got me so excited because it's like, oh, I like watching them. Like, yeah, yeah, you know, I want them on screen. They they will keep me watching. You know, mm-hmm. if I'm not if I'm not really you know hooked by the the story itself or or by this show necessarily, but I am excited to see them build up Wanda as you know the kind of juggernaut character that she is in the comics and the the Omega level, you know, powers that she has, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. And I, and again, I, I know I'm a broken record, but I'm so excited to see Monica Rambeau in an actual like superhero role. 
Like God, I think that's right. It's gonna be so cool. Jeez. Like such a such a great character and so underutilized everywhere. Um, wow. Additional additional stuff as far as Falcon and the Winter Soldier goes. They're bringing back Sharon Carter. Yes. And John Walker, U.S. agent. Yes, I know. I'm fucking stoked for that. <laughs> That's so nuts. Like, and and I think and Zemo's part of it. So I'm. I hope they. I hope they go Thunderbolts. Yeah, cool that be? they need to start introducing those bad guys though. I mean, they're bringing back Batroc. Mm-hmm. So you know, it uh, for me that's like yeah, Thunderbolts. <laughs> um, what else does it say here? They they've got a few character actors in undisclosed roles as well. So there's going to be some surprises. Well, did you see down towards the bottom? It's not, I don't think a starring role or anything, but do you see what the, the character's name is? Um, Latvian fan. Shut the fuck up. Where did you see that? What do you, what? Yeah. Don't even play with me. If you go to the full cast and crew, um, the way it has it on my screen is, Zemo, no. and then um, a, a space as far as character goes, and then GRC. And you go all the way down past Sharon Carter, past all these other people, and down towards the bottom, Latvian fan. No. What the? F- oh shit! Oh, what if they, we we never even thought that they would introduce Doctor Doom through a non Fantastic Four? franchise oh my god just but what if they did because they have a lot of characters in these things that are not named i didn't even think to go to imdb fuck hey i'm gonna i'm losing my shit right now like as we record (laughs) this morning i just lost my mind um loki they're going definitely time cop-esque yeah, but the, the, supposedly the you know again unnamed. They think that the bad guy is uh, female Loki. Oh, yeah. I love the whole um like time. Uh, uh, it, it, it's a um, it's an organization, right? Mm-hmm. From the comics that kind of like oversees like time travel to make sure no one's fucking around and shit. Yeah, and it's and it's all bureaucratic and yeah. and you know just paper pushing and everything. Yeah. Um, there's also I didn't even know this. You know, I'm I I enjoy I don't believe in, but I enjoy the ridiculousness of conspiracy theories mm-hmm. and just weird, you know, cryptology, cryptozoology, and all that kind of stuff. And so apparently, there's this guy in history, and I I was unaware of this story because it was before I was born. But have you heard of DB Cooper? Um, I want to say yes. I, the name is familiar and I'm, uh, is it like the mystery of, is that what I'm thinking? Yeah. He, he hijacked a Boeing 727 in 1971 and made it away with like $200,000 and they never found him. Yes. But they, um, but they found some like burnt, um, money and he like parachuted out of the out of the plane and so they basically have set it up so that uh loki is db cooper <laughs> that's fucking awesome and 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 the the theory is is there's going to be a lot of those little um conspiracy theory things that loki is the reason behind oh that's great i love like shit they like even that. have i i guess there's this um have you heard of 
uh, Polybius, I think Polybius, it's a a video game that is an urban legend. Um, It supposedly happened in the 1980s that there was an arcade game that if you played it, it kind of messed with your mind and, you know, had like psychoactive, addictive properties to it. And then it just supposedly disappeared from all the arcades. Now it's supposedly like actually never existed. It was just this conspiracy theory that created, but they have in one of the, you know, if you go through the trailer, one of the scenes, you see a poly Polybius arcade game in the background. And so people are suggesting that there's going to be a lot of this weird urban legend stuff. All explained by Loki. That's great. I love shit like that. Yeah. I, you know, to a degree, I'm not down with the whole, you know, vampire underground railroad shit, but (laughs) (laughs) looking at you, Abraham Lincoln, vampire hunter, uh, but shit like this is so cool. Yeah. I just, you know, there's, there's just a lot of weird, fun stuff that I think they're doing. Uh, Character wise. Is there anything, uh, any deep diving going on with Loki? Um, well, they, they did say, um, Female Loki. Uh, I didn't see any, like most of it is just time agent people. Isn't, I'm trying to remember the trailer. Isn't, um, isn't that same FBI agent that you said is coming out in WandaVision? Is it, wasn't he in the trailer? He's not. The big character is Owen Wilson's Mobius. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. And he's going to be the one that's kind of sending Loki off to do, because I guess the explanation is, is that Loki's the only person who can, because he's not human, he can kind of survive the time stream changes. Okay. And so they send him to go fix a lot of stuff. And it's not clear as to whether or not he's actually fixing it or if he's causing more problems or if there's multiple of him that he has to kind of fight himself. So, you know, the idea is that I guess after Ragnarok, they supposedly the, the, um, the Asgardians kind of re are reincarnated. And in one of the comics after the Ragnarok run was Loki reincarnated as a woman and so they're saying that maybe after um, after he was killed by what's his face with the uh, Thanos, once he was killed by Thanos, he got reincarnated as a woman. And that form of Loki is who's this form of Loki is. Yeah. Yeah. So this is also leading into Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. And this is yeah. All all of it's tied together. It it looks. I I think we're not going to realize how connected it all is until we're in the middle of it. Is in the comic books is the Time Variance Authority um connected to Kang at all or no? Yeah, they hate Kang. Oh, <laughs> they hate Kang because he he keeps messing with stuff, and so they can't. <laughs> you know, he since he he messes with time, they're always cleaning up after him. Got it. So he's like their number one most wanted. Oh, dude, that's so great. That's I, anything Fantastic Four. I just get giddy. Like I really can't wait to see the Fantastic Four uh, in the MCU. Yeah, I and I really hope they do something fun with them because I feel like it's very hard to do the Fantastic Four. I always feel is best when they're working with other 
parts of the Marvel universe. Yeah. It's very hard to come up with stories for them on their own. You know, I've, and I'm trying to think what it is about the Fantastic Four for me, because I've never been like a huge fan of the comics, although there's been a couple of runs that I really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. But, you know, in sports, they have this thing, um, like the, the longest suffering fan bases. Mm-hmm. Like if you're a, if you're a fan of a certain team that hasn't won a championship in decades, like, you know, who, which fan base is the longest suffering, you know, kind of thing, or who has the rights to complain the most? Cause if, if you're like a Lakers fan or, you know, some shit, it's like, don't even complain. Like your right. team has so many championships, you know, every few years you're in the, you're in contention. Like it's not like a fan, like, like a fan base, like, you know, the Cubs or the Red Sox who for a long time, you know, they were the, they were the franchises that sort of hadn't won anything in forever. So kind of like those fans had more rights to complain and stuff. Um, and I feel like if you're into comic books, the fantastic four in terms of comic book movies, (laughs) like the fantastic four is what is, is that, that property that's just, you know, that, that, Corman, Corman, right? Roger Corman. Yeah. Yeah. That movie is so infamous for so long and just being like passed around copies, passed around at conventions and shit. I have it somewhere. I never have actually watched it. (laughs) I think it's one of those things though, where it's like, if you're a comic book fan, that that's a fan of mainstream comics at any level, it's like the fantastic four is one of those things that when you finally, when we finally get like a good fantastic four movie, that's that's gonna be that's gonna you know that's gonna heal <laughs> maybe one of the <laughs> oldest wounds in comic books I feel like yeah definitely you know we all like I could just I instantly that like the plasticky like Doctor Doom armor comes to mind <laughs> like <laughs> and the, you know and like the thing too like instantly without I've never seen it but just from you know reading wizard comics over the years and just talking to other you know c- comic book geeks like it, it it would inevitably come up at some point well and what's the who was the actor that did um played Johnny Storm in that version it was God. somebody who she had no right being in a a action film at all from back in the day what was his name oh god i don't uh, i got to look i got to look it up because i remember looking at it and he was i i thought he was fun back in the 80s uh jay underwood jay underwood johnny storm like just so <laughs> out there. I mean, he's like he's an Uncle Buck, and like it just made no sense. Oh God, it's so great! This... It was such a weird casting. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking at pictures now. I just think I think this is the the. <laughs> oh my God, the thing costume. <laughs> Jesus. Um, I think this is just one of those things that's just part of comic book fandom lore, mm-hmm. you know, that just adds this extra spec. I mean, a- as if Fantastic Four needed any more emphasis, right? Like the first family of comics, like, you know, the thing that kind of started it all for Marvel. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. But when you talk about the movies, like this just gives it that extra, that extra spice, that extra seasoning. so i'm so the fact that they came out and said yes fantastic four do we have like is it part of a specific phase at this point um i think it's part of phase five 
Wow, that's unbelievable. That is just surreal to know that. Well, since we're since we're talking about Fantastic Four, we should probably talk about Spider-Man 3. Why? Because well, because it's another property that was kind of reclaimed sort of not really. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And you know, everything is pointing to the more I hear about it, the more I'm excited about it, just because I think it's going to be so freaking weird. Because <laughs> they're supposedly getting Tobey Maguire's back. Yep. Um, Emma Stone is back. Yep. Um, Andrew, Andrew Garfield. Garfield is back. They're supposedly, like, I think they're taking anything that has ever had any sort of connection with Spider-Man in the film universes yeah. and they are, they are throwing that and the kitchen sink into this movie. And I think, or, or at least what I hope is probably going to happen is that some of these are going to be quick cameos and a couple of them are probably going to be like really impactful to the main story. Yeah. Well, I think the three major Spider-Men are going to be full on for sure a thing. Like, I don't think they're going to be little cameos. I think they're going to be, and I'm pretty sure uh, Emma Stone is going to be Gwen. Um, Spider Gwen. Spider Gwen. I think that Toby and Andrew are going to be quick cameos. You think? I think. I don't know. They're making such a big deal about getting Toby Maguire in on it. I really feel like he's going to play the the role in you know okay so the the animated <laughs> yeah. um, Spider Verse. I feel like he's going to be the kind of rundown, yeah, dejected one. I mean, if that happens, because I feel like Toby was like the last one to sign on. Yeah, his 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 contract negotiations went on for a minute. Um, I don't know. I get me. I mean, you you have you have reason to. Like I can see where you're where you're coming from on that, but I I guess I was just feeling like they're gonna bring those guys in for a minute, but really the goal here is to set up Sinister Six. So Jamie Foxx coming back as Electro and Alfred Molina coming back as Doc Ock just makes sense to to hold on to those. You know what I mean? Especially Maybe. considering that Jamie Foxx said he's not gonna be Blue Electro. Oh, that's cool. I didn't hear that. Yeah, he's not. He's going to be, he's going to look different. I'm going to really quickly <laughs> look at, um, I got to, I've got to look at the, <laughs> um, it's going to be a pain in the ass to find. What? The problem is, is half of these, half of these movies have so many, like you can't look up Spider-Man three cause you'll get four different versions of it. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, it, have they, yeah, have, they haven't announced the, this on IMDb. They haven't announced the name for it either, right? So that's Spider Man is the last thing right now on the schedule for 2021. That's insane. That's insane that we're getting this live action Spider Verse like next year. Which next I, year? I don't think it's gonna years. happen. I don't think it's gonna happen. I think it's gonna get pushed off. Oh, don't say that. <laughs> yeah, I, I, as, as sad as it is, I honestly think that that's what's going to happen. I think it's going to get pushed later because, I mean, mostly because of COVID. I just don't know how they're going to get this stuff going. Yeah. 
Well, some of the later stuff they haven't really announced that much about. Like Miss Marvel, we don't have a full cast list or anything like that yet. No, right? we just have her. Yeah, exactly. And like, um, what else? Um, do we like? Oh God, it's some of the lists that I'm looking at. They're including like Morbius and <laughs> Venom. Yeah, too. I heard Morbius, Venom, and Carnage all might be. Ugh. making appearances. Well, that's why I think they're throwing everything in, but I've got to, I've got to, I've got to put faith in Kevin Feige to know what he's doing on this one. Yeah. I, I think at the very least it's going to be ridiculous spectacle. Do you think it's going to be like a palate cleanser, sort of like um, days of future past was supposed to be. Um, like, let's, I just, don't... let's just wrap it all up in this big giant weird thing and then move forward with our, you know, our set cast kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, I guess you wouldn't get this reference, but some of my listeners would, I, I think it's almost like, um, warlords of Draenor for Warcraft, where they kind of went back in time and then pulled a bunch of characters forward with them so that they could use them. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what they're going to do. They're going to be like, all right, let's just take all of these universes, squish them together. Well, like they did with secret wars, the latest mm-hmm. secret wars to, to refresh the Marvel universe. Let's squish it all together. And then when we pull back out, we can keep whatever we want and toss the rest. Right, right. God, you know what's crazy, Joe? So we're getting WandaVision, what, January 15th? Mm-hmm. A couple, couple weeks from now, two and a half weeks from now? Yep. We're getting Falcon and Winter Soldier March 19th, okay? Mid-March. That's a year, more or less, to the date of, like, quarantine, like, lockdown. Yeah. Like, where shit hit the fan, right? Mm-hmm. On the same day that we get Falcon and Winter Soldier we get Morbius in theaters. Really? <laughs> uh, we're going to have a work cut out for us this year. And we got fucking Michael Keaton's vulture in Morbius. Now, whether it's, it's a, a, you know, a substantial role or just sort of an after credits thing that, you know, we, we got the, the, the gist of it already. Who knows? Mm-hmm. But he's in that movie. Yeah. And then in May, we get Black Widow, finally, which really at this point, we just get to know what Budapest was all about and like wrap it up. Like, that's, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's like the whole reason for Black Widow existing at this point. Well, I think, I think we're, getting our, we're getting our new Black Widow from this. I think that's, that's really true. what the point of this yeah, is. I yeah, think we're getting true. our new Black Widow. Which I loved, um, I loved that run of Black Widow back in the day, so I'm excited about that. Now, you know we've got Doctor Strange in the Spider-Man movie. Oh, that's so weird. I okay, yeah, duh. But why did I think Multiverse of Madness was coming out next year? Um, because it says twenty twenty one, but I don't think it is. No. So then, how can they be putting that out after this list that I'm looking at has it as March twenty fifth, twenty twenty Um, I'm sorry. I, the, I was looking at the wrong one. Spider-Man's supposed to be coming out in 2021. Dr. Yeah. Strange is 2022. So maybe that's, maybe that's what happens. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe Spider-Man three actually starts the, the problems with, well, Wanda starts the problems with the reality and then that's continued in Spider-Man. Spider-Man right. And, and then, then it kind of culminates in multiple right. madness. Right. Which wouldn't surprise me if we get some Spider-Man in there too then. Yeah. This is really a full-blown Marvel Universe. It's pretty crazy. 
I, I kind of, when I think about Morbius and when I think of the Sony Spider-Man stuff, I cringe. Yeah. Cause I feel like that's like, Oh man, that's like the embarrassing corner of the MCU. It's like, it's like Marvel <laughs> is kind of like, it's like if you want people to like treat the Marvel movies, like, you know, Hey, like these stories can be good. And you know, we don't have to be embarrassed of our comic book roots. Then you look over and you have fucking let there be carnage happen. Just like, hey, <laughs> can we have nice things, Sony? Can we have nice things? Like, why are you, you know, like, why are you classing down the joint? Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I feel like I'm being snobby, but it just. No, I mean, it's because they're being stubborn and they're, they, Sony has, uh, having, having known somebody who's worked at Sony, Sony has a much higher opinion of themselves than they should. I mean, uh, yeah. they've accomplished a lot over the years, but they are, they are very, they're still very old school Hollywood. They're still very stuck in their ways. And yeah. the, the quickest way to get them to do, the exact opposite of what you want them to do is ask them to do something. I'm also not a fan of later Spider-Man lore. Like, and I know I sound like grumpy old comic book fan at this point, but the whole like spider armor and like fucking Cletus Cassidy as carnage, Cletus, <laughs> Cletus Cassidy, Joe, Cletus yep. Cassidy as serial killer carnage, just that whole nineties, you know, era is just a lot of it's embarrassing. Like if you're going to pull from that, man, you, it takes a deft touch, you know, and Sony doesn't have it. So, I mean, look, we're all fans. We're all comic book nerds. You know, we, you know, it's almost like you got to own it. You know, the nineties were what the nineties were. We had onslaught, we had carnage, we had, you know, the spider clone we had, you know, uh, uh, Azazel in Batman taking over. You know, like yeah. Yeah. That fucking gold Batman costume, whatever. Like, okay. Do you, do you remember the clone wars? Not, not the star Wars clone wars. The, oh, God. the spider clone wars. God. It yeah, made the, so little sense. The sweater hoodie, the cutoff sleeved hoodie, Spider-Man. Ben I, I still, I still kind of like that costume. <laughs> Oh my god! I feel like it was. I feel like it was a fun costume. God, with the like, um, popsicle bracelets and shit. I don't know. Dude. Oh yeah, no, those were horrible. But <laughs> it's just, it's just like I feel like Marvel has an understanding of mm-hmm. like how to kind of pluck the the gems from that era, and I don't think Sony does. So I don't know. It just. I'm a little annoyed that it's included. Uh, the list that I'm looking at on comicbook.com is like including the Sony stuff. Um, yeah. Uh, what else is happening next year? Shang-Chi is coming and, and they're going to, the, it, it seems like, you know, obviously in addition to bringing this badass character to the MCU and sort of like, I feel like diversifying their character roster as well. Mm-hmm. It looks like this is an opportunity to to redirect the course of the Mandarin as a character mm-hmm. in the mm-hmm. MCU. Yeah, because I, I like what they did and how they kind of tried to make the – it was a big joke. But I, I, I think pulling in a darker, mysterious thing behind it and kind of legitimizing it more with hopefully taking out all the racist awfulness. Yeah. Two, two um, things, Joe. One, did you 
catch up with the Marvel shorts? No. No, I still haven't done that. And I think it's just because I, I struggled to find them in one cohesive mm. batch. Okay, there's, um, a, there's a great one that follows up with the events of Iron Man 3 and the Mandarin. I'm putting it on my list. I know I've put it on my list before, but I'm putting it on my list now. Yeah. And, and hopefully and, I'll get that in the next week or so. And two, I loved Iron Man 3 and the whole switcheroo with the Mandarin. Yeah. I It's one of my favorite Marvel movies, and it's one of my favorite uh, plots or plot twists or whatever you want to call it. Of uh, of the Marvel movies, I just love. <laughs> I'm kind of bummed that they're. I don't want to say undoing that, but that they're sort of like walking that back a little bit. I mean, that story still exists, so I can still enjoy it. But mm-hmm. I love. I love the fact that you know it is a fucking racist trope of a character. So to me, the Mandarin, because of that, is is not really like doesn't need to get his like you know grand like just you know uh iteration right in the movies i'm like yeah let's you know let's draw from other you know less racist iron man characters which there's a lot of them but um i guess enough fans were like i guess huge fans of this character i don't know well i think they have an opportunity to make the character substantial and kind of never undo but kind of legitimize a character without making them awful this is gonna come back we're gonna touch on this again when we're reviewing wonder woman next week oh (laughs) just a little just a little uh uh sneak peek there just uh uh, what do they call it in broadcast were they like cliffhanger kind of thing like Uh, a teaser teaser there you go yeah Yeah. Okay. All right. So some of the some of the other stuff that is here we mentioned briefly. Ironheart's coming back. Coming. They're, they're introducing. They haven't uh, given us awesome. anything though, right? They, they, uh, just the just the the actress uh, Dominique Thorne. Okay. And do we have a date for that? No. Right. It's just sometime um, in, no. Sometime in 2022. Right. Yeah. Right. We have um, Armor Wars. Oh, what is that going to be? What the f- um, it's Don Cheadle, uh, and okay. he's basically going out and because there's a whole Iron Man storyline where Iron Man's going and trying to find all of his technology, and it's really cool because it's you find out that all of these armored characters are um, are using stolen Stark technology. So like the Beetle was somebody who had uh, Stark technology. Mm-hmm. I think this might be a way to introduce some of those villains that we would later get in um, Thunderbolts. If this only exists to bring back Justin Hammer, I'm all for it. Yeah, yeah. That Sam, would be awesome. Sam Rockwell is great. Um, is this a show or is this a movie? This is a show, right? No, this is this is a series. Both of these are series. Both the Iron Man things are series. So Iron, uh, Iron Armor Wars. Wars. Ironheart is a TV series, and so is Armor Wars. And then so is, I think, uh, Secret Wars, isn't it? Oh, jeez. There is so much. Secret, oh, well, in- no, Secret Invasion. Secret Invasion. Secret Invasion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Secret Invasion. Uh, um, wow. So there's Secret Invasion. There is Blade. We haven't even talked about Blade. Right. Mahershala Ali is great. 
that's coming out. There's possibly Fantastic Four coming out in this batch, which wait, I can't. Wait, wait. Why possibly? Why they? I don't know. I, they don't have. They they're doing the film, but we don't know when. That they, might oh, be you're thing. you're going into 2023 already. I, I really, I think some of the, I can't imagine they're going to get all of this, especially with COVID. I don't think they're going to get all of this in. Well, look, dude, I mean, we're looking at 2021 and we're looking at all the stuff we've already talked about. Plus the Eternals. No, we haven't even talked about the Eternals. That's still 2021. Like that is probably my most anticipated Marvel movie right now. Because, Just because it's so random and exactly. what it's going to be. And you know what? The last Marvel movie that we thought that about was Guardians, which fucking yes. ruled. Yes. Okay, speaking of Guardians, I don't want to forget this. So I, I do want to bring up, and I don't know if it's going to be a thing or not, but you know, Guardians of the Galaxy 3, I think, is Thor in that? Thor is not cast in that. They said that he would be like a cameo in the beginning real quick. Yeah, that makes sense. But Peter Quill is in Thor Love and Thunder. Yeah. So um, originally the the release dates were switched and it was Guardians of the Galaxy 3 was going to come out first and then later down the line Thor Love and Thunder. So Thor was going to be a big part of uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 3. And then, you know, not so much uh, were Guardians and Thor going to cross over in Love and Thunder. But now because Guardians 3 got pushed back because um, Gunn is, you know, doing the Suicide Squad. So -hmm. now they switched that. And now Peter Quill will be in Love and Thunder, but Thor will just be, you know, in Guardians 3 really quick. Just to tie up the loose end from the end of Endgame. Well, and you know, you know, the the new theory about, about Thor and Peter Quill. What? <laughs> so this is, I think, a lot of wishful thinking on people's parts. But Peter Quill in the comics just came out as um, bisexual, <laughs> and and the thought is that you know, and and I think there's there's evidence that Thor has been bisexual. Mm. So a lot of people are hoping that there's going to be a. Um, like a love scene. a thing between them. Yeah. Before Peter Quill goes back to to looking for Gamora, is this um, is this like Finn and Poe payback? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe you know Disney's going. All right, <laughs> we, we we dropped the ball on that one. Huh. Yeah, so that was a big. I mean, that was a big thing, especially since Chris Pratt is part of a church that uh, is very anti-gay, and so um, so there's all sorts of stuff that's been talked about in in that universe as to what it's. I mean, when you look at the characters, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting because you've got Valkyrie, Jane Foster, and Sif. Yeah, and Jane Foster is credited as Thor. That's great. Love that. Love that for Jane. And for Natalie. Yeah, I think Natalie's excited about Natalie Portman's excited about uh, getting to do something in getting, this fucking movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think originally she wasn't she wanted nothing to do with it. Yeah. She was, Val- she was Val- Valkyrie's coming back though too, right? Tessa yeah, so but all basically all three of Thor's love interests, plus Peter Quill, possibly. That's awesome. Um, are gonna be in this movie. So you got Valkyrie, you got Jane Foster, and you got Sif. The thing that boggles my mind about 
Chris, um, not Hemsworth, um, Pratt. Pratt, is that like he's he's you know super religious and super conservative, and I think he's a Trump guy too, and uh, if not, I mean close enough, and mm-hmm. uh, part of this church that you know their stance on like gay and lesbian and it's it's all pretty out there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And yet he comes out when he's called on it and he's like, that's not true. I, you know, our church welcomes everyone. But then it's like you, you just go tiny bit further than that in your research. And you're no, no, like <laughs> your church is very clearly against that lifestyle. Like, you know, what what is the line of the church like? They can they're they're we welcome everyone. Well, well, you're you're always welcome in church, right? Just as long as you are not doing yeah. what you do, basically. <laughs> like, what the f- it's just the cognitive dissonance just fucking mm-hmm. boggles my mind, and it probably shouldn't at this point. But um, it's really enjoyable when you know Chris Pratt gets all the hate. <laughs> social media (laughs) because i think he deserves it to a certain degree so i'm you know i'm in favor of all that Um, i'm i'm trying to be i'm trying to be positive and say that maybe this will bring some new understanding mm -hmm. uh to mr pratt and his uh contemporaries it makes Um, it makes me wonder how disney nowadays like how do you know if you've got a franchise and you've got you know uh uh employees you know the actors or whatever that are catching flack for you know stuff their their personal beliefs like how do you navigate like that's that's all part of the machine now is is navigating those those waters you know yeah yeah because it's gonna be interesting it's gonna be interesting plus they've added christian bale as the bad guy in this so that's a lot of chris not a lot of chris's on this show not only the bad guy but gore the god killer which if you haven't read that fucking Thor arc. It's amazing. Is it really? It's fu- Joe, it's great. It is great. I have gifted that story to two different people who are not really even comic book fans. It's so I enjoyed that story so much. And they didn't announce for a long time who the villain was, the character that Christian Bale was playing was going to be. Right. And they just came out and said, yeah, he's playing Gore. And it's like, fuck yeah, that story's great. I, he looks he look the character looks crazy. Yeah, yeah. And so a lot of people kind of thought that um Hel- Hela mm-hmm. in in Ragnarok, her power set is very similar to Gore's. So so people were thinking that they kind of drew on Gore's power set for Hela in that movie. But now we're getting the full on like he he basically has black goo that he makes knives from and swords from. That's very that's very nineties. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I think it would take a bit more, a lot more pouches for it to make it. 90s. <laughs> that's true. But, but but if you like, I'm trying to I'm trying to decide if because I I don't know the character that well. But if you look at the um, the pictures I'm looking at, basically he's a naked white alien creature thing. Yes, and and the goo 
just covers the the naughty bits. Yes, and then there's and and then is like a, a cowl and cape. Yeah, which again, very very nineties. Because if you're <laughs> not going to have pouches, you can't have any clothes at all. If it was the nineties, he would be a female character with with this scant scantily clad costume. First of all, this is true. And now I want to know if Christian Bale is going to be scantily clad, and the <laughs> and the goo would be kept in those pouches. <laughs> I think oh, spoil not really like light spoilers for the God Butcher um story arc in Thor. It's not really uh not really spoiling that much, but um that that alien creature is possessed by the goo, I believe. Okay. Or or rather it's like an it's like an Eddie Brock venom situation where the alien already has reason to be pissed and then he finds the goo gotcha yeah so it's a great story. just go read uh that whole what's his name's run on uh thor I, i've talked about it before on the show um written by uh jason aaron jason aaron dude so good that's his first run, uh, his first story arc on Thor, and he he goes on a run for like two years, and it's all great. That's where he also did um, female Thor as well. That, so it's so they're pulling from both of those. Yeah, you really need to read um, the New Avengers when they introduce. Uh, stick with me on this one. When they introduce Wolverine <laughs> as one of the Avengers mm-hmm. and he starts putting together like the Uber team of Avengers where like, there's like 20 of them. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of fun black widow stuff in there. Um, Cannonball and sunspot from the new mutants are just delightful. Um, lots of good Mar- Ms. Marvel are, uh, Captain Marvel stuff. Mm-hmm. There's just a lot of good, cool Shang uh, Shang Chi is in there. Um, like, there's just a really. It's I think where a lot of stuff is going to be headed. Yeah, yeah. Sounds seems like it. Well, I'm gonna be uh, canceling my DC Universe membership now that all of those, you know, all the stuff that I wanted to watch on there is on HBO Max. Right, right. So I will renew my my Marvel uh, online member. What's it called? Um, um, Unlimited. And Marvel Unlimited membership. Yeah. I feel like there was somebody else that I missed in one of these. Uh, let's see. Yeah. We got, okay, so uh, have we covered everything in 2022? Because you've been skipping around a bunch. Black Panther 2. No, that's what I, yes. Dude. So they're not, they're not. Recasting Chadwick, not, right. Yeah, they're not recasting, which I'm assuming that means we're going to get uh, a Shuri Black Panther. Yeah, she, so I spend way too much time on social media. I know this already. Okay, people, I know. Uh, and I am, you know, always uh, caught up on all the the social justice stuff going on or, or whatever, whatever you want to call that stuff. Um, so Shuri, the, the uh, Letitia Wright, the woman who plays Shuri came out recently as an anti-vaxxer. Oh no. And that, <laughs> that, that drew a lot of attention on Twitter a couple weeks ago because oh. she is firmly in the uh, God camp. 
on the whole vaccination thing. So, I mean, there's, it, it's a nuanced conversation, I feel like, um, especially for the black community. So there are, you know, that there's, there's more to it, I think, than just, you know, don't trust scientists kind of thing. But yeah, that was a kind of a big thing where, of course, people are going like, damn it. Can't we just enjoy the thing that we're looking forward to? Can't we just have nice things? Yeah. How, okay, so how weird to have a character who is completely based on science and technology <laughs> and forward thinking to be an ass. Why? Yeah. How? Yeah. You're so, oh, that was a lot of that. That was a lot of you're supposed to be <laughs> the most brilliant genius scientist in the MCU. Like you schooled Stark on stuff and Banner on stuff in the last movie we saw you in. <laughs> like, how? How is this? <laughs> Uh, yeah, so, you know, there's people saying that, you know, uh, it, again, what I was touching on earlier, how does Marvel, how does Disney navigate this? You know, do they need to? Do they just put out the movie and, you know, say, hey, look, this is a character, this actor is playing a character, and, you know, if you're a fan of the character, come watch this movie. Um, but, you know, there's 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 a little bit of um, transphobia mixed in there as well. It's It's tough, man. It's, you know. I, I for one, and I'm trying to get too sidetracked on this, but I know that when you when you start to factor in morality, it it makes things murky. Yeah, because um, whose mor- whose morality is well, obviously our morality is the one that, I, <laughs> of course, but <laughs> and, and, and everybody thinks that. I think it's you know it's a pendulum swing kind of thing to me. We've gone so long without considering ethics or morality whatsoever. Right, <laughs> and right. Let us to this point. So the pendulum is swinging in the other direction where, you know, we're making or trying to make a lot more decisions in business, in entertainment, in whatever with ethical considerations. I for one am a fan of that. I, I'm a fan of this process. It's not neat. It's messy. It's, you know, whatever. It's complicated it's you know it takes a lot of effort that we're not used to we're using muscles here that we're not used to using so it seems like it's a lot and i get it but i like where this is going you know i i i i'm a fan of where what this process is leading to which is like let's figure it out so that we can think about you know where ethics should factor in and what fuck at least we're thinking about these things now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, at least they're being discussed and people are they're on people's radar. Yeah, yeah, definitely on my radar. So that's that's something to consider for Black Panther 2 because everyone's thinking like, yeah, you know, Shuri's going to step into the Black Panther role. And so I'm I for one am interested and in keeping my eye on how um it's, this is all going to be navigated, right? There's there's mm-hmm. rumors going around. I don't know if it's true, just rumors that Marvel is thinking about recasting the role or I don't know. So, um, yeah, Black Panther 2, uh, July 8th right now is the official date. And you're, I know you're saying, you're on record, Joe, saying you don't think these dates are necessarily going to be strictly adhered no. to. <laughs> no, I think they're going to be, we're going to get, well, because... 
I mean, we get Morbius in 2021, and I'm looking at this other list that has Venom, a second Venom movie in 2021? Yeah. Yeah, Let There Be Carnage. That's what I was talking about. So that's coming before that's coming before the Spider-Man sequel, so that yes. they can get those two in, so that they can throw that all into. Yeah, Sony's not fucking around. So this is all that Sony has going for it, man. Are you kidding? Wow. Yeah, and and so back to Black Panther two. There's still those long-standing Namor or Namor rumors. Oh, that's right. And that's okay, a going back to Black Panther two. Let's see two. who. Let's see if the, there's any cast. That's another. <laughs> There's a Koye. That's <laughs> the entire movie, dude. Just be a Koye. I would. I would be okay with that. Yeah, I yeah. would be a huge fan of that for sure. Um, but you know, Namor being another Fantastic Four connection. Not that we needed another one in Black Panther because Black Panther, the character itself, is a huge um, Fantastic the major Four connection. Fantastic Four character. Yeah. Okay, I just gotta. Okay, follow me on this. Okay. What if? If if they can't do Shuri, what if they did Okoye as Black Panther? I mean, people have called for that. <laughs> I, I would be down. I would She's be my down. favorite. She, I, I, she may be my favorite character in the Marvel Universe right Seriously. now. I love Okoye. Wouldn't that be fucking amazing? Okoye in the Black Panther mantle? Yeah, that would be fucking amazing. So, um, They have options. Yeah, they do have options. Yeah. You you already mentioned Blade. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait. Is there is there a cast listing for, Na- for Namor? No, no, not for not for Black Panther two. Okay. Like literally, the only person on the cast list right now is Okoye. Okay, wow. What does that tell you, Joe? That's in, seriously, in, that's exactly what I was thinking. In the light of what I just shared, right? Like, um, so we got Blade come in, which is awesome. I've actually been thinking about rewatching the the first two Blade movies. There is no Blade three, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, <laughs> Captain Marvel two is also listed for 2022. Mm-hmm. Um. I'm trying to remember if there was anybody else on there that piqued interest. I've got so many tabs open. Like <laughs> it's so hard to find what I'm looking for right now. Cause I've got so many tabs open. It says that Kamala joins the party. I know. Well, both all, all Marvels, all, all female Marvels, Monica Rambo. Marvel, Ms. Marvel, and then whatever Monica Rambo is going by these days. Right. Right. That's pretty those, cool. Yeah. Those are the three that they have listed for, um, for that movie um armor wars you mentioned you touched upon and i think don Cheadle's the only one credited on there right now right and then we got iron heart as you already said which they did announce the main actress for riri williams i'm a mm-hmm. huge fan of that character by the way that was a cool story i have to go back and read it i haven't i haven't read that one yet um we haven't talked about secret invasion Right, that was the one you mentioned earlier as Secret Wars, but it's not. It's Secret yeah, Invasion. Secret Invasion, and it's a, a, no date for it. But it's like, what are they going to do with that? Yeah, it's going to be a TV show, not not a movie, mm-hmm. right? But it's going to. A lot of people are thinking this is the big, you know, Infinity War thing for this phase, which is weird to do it as a as a TV thing. Well, I think they're setting up the further like scroll invasion sort of thing in the team. Okay. So this is, this is like the, the phase five big thing. And then there's going to be a phase six movie. Well, the phase two big thing was Ultron, right? Mm-hmm. And, and uh, the phase four 
phase three and four thing was, or phase three thing was Infinity War. Because the phase one thing was Avengers. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yeah, we could get Secret Invasion not as the big Infinity War thing, but we could just get it as a build up to one of the phases, right? Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Because if you have Thanos, I mean, Ultron is, you know, a, a major villain, but you wouldn't want Ultron as like the lead up to like 20 something films. Thanos is a, is a cosmic level character. That makes sense. Right. Well, I think I honestly think Kang is going to be the big one. I don't think, I think so. You don't think so? You think no, it's going to be Dr. Doom? It's going to be Dr. Doom. That makes sense. Because they're planting the seeds. Just like you wouldn't have Thanos show up in as the, you know, in, in, as the villain in a phase one movie. Especially an Ant Man movie. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fucking Ant-Man. no hate, Paul Rudd. I love I love the Ant Man movie, but no, no hate. <laughs> Ant Man's catching some strays in this combo, but yeah, like you, you know, exactly that, exactly that. I think Kang makes sense for you know as a Loki type of character, still big. I mean, still impactful over the the run, but you know, it's building up to. Come on, it's building up to Doctor Doom. Doctor Doom is the villain. The only thing is, is that what does Doctor Doom have to do? Because I feel like everything here is about time. Well, like it's all about time and alternate universes, which is very much a Kang thing. Like, well, that's not, okay. So I guess yes, because, because of this, the new Secret Wars route, it was all about Doctor Doom. Was it? Yeah, all the Secret Wars was all about like in order to save, and that's what the um the the new Avengers thing that I'm suggesting you start reading. Um, it was leading up to the idea that all of realities were kind of destroying one another, like they were all colliding into one another. Yeah, and so the only way to to solve that problem was they gave Doctor Doom the Infinity Gauntlet. And he just basically crushed every Marvel timeline together into this giant planet. Um, And every, there were every like continent on this planet was from a different Marvel universe and they bled into each other. And, you know, you had even the, the 1980s and 1990s cartoon X-Men had their own universe. Like it was like everything that had ever been Marvel got squished into this world and then when they broke it back apart again they could keep what they want and get rid of what they didn't and um and dr doom was basically god dude yeah i mean how many secret stories have there been secret war secret invasion is that it yeah but they're not related because the secret wars were just a weird crossover like gimmick back in the day Okay. Well, you want to talk about racist characters? Oh God! Like they they decided that you know the whole the conceit was that I think it was the Beyonder created um, this world to entertain himself with world the the world's um, heroes and villains, mm. but they didn't feel like there was enough international appeal, so they added all of these different characters from different. Um, different s- countries. And so there was a, fr- a very stereotypical French character. Oh God. Shamrock was a woman who was <laughs> completely, you know, Irish woman who was dressed in completely green. Um, 
they had an Israeli who went on to be Sabra, who's actually a really cool character. Um, it's where we got Venom was in that Secret Wars, but there were a lot of there was there was a very stereotypically Arab character that was very racist. So like, do, do, do you think they could do Secret Invasion as they're doing it as a TV show and and still build up to a Secret Wars? Well, they're completely different because yeah. the Secret Invasion is all about scrolls, and Secret Wars is always about this like some sort of of like battle godlike character that puts everybody on a planet and they have to fight each other. Right. So th- maybe that's why they're doing Secret Invasion as a television show. Yeah. You know, to keep it like a low level scroll invasion thing, but then you can introduce the idea of scrolls and really, I mean, they've already done that in Captain Marvel, but like really flesh it out more. So it's just a part of the Marvel, the MCU going forward. Right. Because I mean, I really think we may be hoping too much for this one, but I think if they're going to go back out to the cosmic stuff, mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of options with the X-Men. There is, but they've got to establish the, the cosmic stuff. Right. So, so, so just, so just drop in a little bit with secret invasion, drop yeah. in a little bit more as we go along. So when they're ready, cause I really do think the X-Men are just going to be what happens when we run out of Avengers. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And, and if you've got, isn't Kang like Ben Richards? Uh, Franklin Richards. Franklin Richards. Why did I say? Ben? I think it's. I think it's Franklin Richards. Oh, I'm thinking of of thing. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Isn't he Franklin Richards from like an alternate timeline? Yes, I believe so. Although it may have been retconned. <laughs> the last time I checked, yes, it may have been retconned back into something else. Okay. Uh, depicted as an opponent of Avengers. Nathaniel Richards. Yes. So they say he's a descendant of Reed Richards. That's what it is. Got it. Okay. Okay. So, I mean, again, <laughs> more and more Fantastic Four uh, seeds. And I feel like you can't, you, you have to build to Dr. Doom. Uh-huh. He, look at this. Pre-Kang, Nathaniel Richards, 31st century scholar and possible descendant of Reed Richards, becomes fascinated with history and discovers the time travel technology created by created Victor by Von Victor Doom. Von Doom. Wow. Yeah. There you go. Wow. Yeah. I, that's where this is going. Yeah. Oh, that's so great. I I, I just can't wait to because. Doctor Doom is those characters that is unapologetically comics. Yeah. So you just you can't you know we tried we try to downplay <laughs> Doom. It's not, <laughs> it doesn't work. It's not possible. Well, there's a lot of you know Doom does a lot of crossover with the, um, you know he's there's been times where he's wanted to be Sorcerer Supreme. So there's there's right. Doctor in there too. Oh, that'd be great if they introduce him pre Dr. Doom pre costume in like Dr. Strange or something. Oh my God. <laughs> that would be so great. Um, where's Latvia fan again in one no, not um, in. Yeah. I think it's in, it was I in, um, Doctor, no, not Dr. Strange. Um, uh, winter soldier. Yes. Okay. Winter soldier. Falcon winter soldier. Yeah, dude. This, yeah, this is great. Can we just for a minute 
point out that Ant-Man and the Wasp, the next movie is called Quantum Mania. <laughs> I love the Ant-Man movies. I know a lot of people don't love those movies. I, I just like Paul Rudd can do no wrong in my, in my book at this point. I love those movies and I cannot wait until this one. I mean, the second one was okay, but I just find them entertaining. Yeah. They're just, they're very wholesome. <laughs> Quantum mania just sounds like such a big swing. Like what? Like you're not, <laughs> what is that even quantum mania? They're obviously spending a lot of time in the quantum verse, right? Right. Well, and again, that's where we're getting King the conqueror. So yeah, it, it'll be, I don't know. There's just so much good stuff. Yeah, man. This is like full on Marvel geek, uh, come to life. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> All right. So, uh, geez, we're going to, I mean, do you want to wait till we've consumed all of WandaVision to start giving our thoughts? I don't know. Cause I mean, it's six episodes and I know I'll probably want to blow through it. So we'll have to sit down and see what the schedule is. Cause I also know that coming in. So, so our first, our first episode of the new year is going to be wonder woman. We know that mm-hmm. that's our, that's going to be our first thing. In 2021, mm-hmm. let me see if I can find my list. I don't think I have a lot of other stuff, but I do know I've got to put in a um, a couple of episodes for our new actual play. So we're going to get the cast of those on. Mm-hmm. And um, so I'm thinking you know, maybe like if it comes out the 15th, maybe give everybody two weeks. Yeah, I like that idea. Wait, so I, I just assumed... Since it's going to be on Disney Plus, they're going to be releasing it a weekly, like Mandalorian. Oh, maybe they will. Then, in that case, we'll have to wait. Maybe we'll <laughs> maybe we'll have to do two because I don't know that we can wait that long. <laughs> what if we do? What if we do like a recap style? Yeah, we could do that. You know, and we just kind of work it into whatever else we're doing at the time. Yeah, or like you said, we could do every two weeks. We could, what we could record an ep- a podcast episode that's just recapping those two episodes and and giving our thoughts. Yeah, we could even release them as like special episodes just in between. Because there's going to be a lot of seeds planted. We're we're going to get a lot of answers, is what I'm saying. Right. Well, I think that's. I mean, remember when we did um, when we were waiting for Infinity War to come out and. It was all about like it's going to answer so many questions. Yeah, and then we ended up with so many more questions, and so then we're like, we need Endgame so that we can answer all of these questions. <laughs> I feel like I feel like every single one of these movies is going to be answering so many questions. Yeah, that's true. So much fun. Dang. Um, any shout outs for this week? Shout outs for this week. Um, yes, I did, and I didn't write them down. Um, shout out to my sister for, um, helping me with the big, uh, family gift that I'm giving out this, this year. Um, I decided that my family doesn't listen to this podcast. So I'm just going to say they, they haven't received it yet. I think cause I had to ship them out, but I basically created like a limited edition, um, print silkscreen print that I made myself. Mm-hmm. Um, that honors my grandparents now that, you know, they're both deceased. Uh, my grandmother passed away uh, earlier uh, or last year. So mm-hmm. um, 
yeah, I made this this cool print that is hopefully going to be very meaningful to my family. And I, it's you know, it's only an in family thing, so it's not like a, a print that I'm releasing to the public or anything like that. And my sister was just really helpful in like making it happen. So shout out to Val, thank you so much. I'm going to send her this podcast now. She listens to the whole thing just to get to the shout out. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's it's really cool to you know. Um, to have a sibling that like is that has your back the way mine does. So shout out, Bill. I hear that. I hear that. Um, I'm going to give a shout out to my friend, Mandy, um, who's been on this show multiple times. We got to kind of catch up yesterday and it was very nice. It's nice to, I feel like as we're getting this year more than, than ever, I've found myself wanting to connect with people that I haven't spoken to in a while. Yes. And uh, I, I feel like I just felt that more after talking to, to, Mandy, and we, we really kind of are, are looking at trying to get some some reunions going. So hopefully we'll we'll be able to visit with with some old friends. Joe, this summer is going to be lit. You know, if things if things go well with these vaccines, I, I hope so. I hope so. I'm so okay. You know me, and you know how much of an introvert I am. I am so done. <laughs> so done. Yeah, same. That has been a lot of the talk this holiday season. Has been oh man, this summer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're going to be out. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, I think you and I have both been relatively good about not getting out and about, and yep. you know, we've been we've been trying to be really good about being conscious of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, yeah, cool. Next week we're talking Wonder Woman: The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. Uh, Ray's already seen it. I'm seeing it this week. We will catch you up um i i really encourage people if you have a drive-in theater option around you it really is nice because you're out of the house for a couple of hours and it's a little bit more like if you know you're not just sitting in and at home watching tv um so i really really encourage you to even if it's not wonder woman go out and go out and see a drive-in movie they're they're fun and it's so much better than when we were growing up because all the radios and cars nowadays are decent and you're not hooking up that awful speaker. Do you remember those? What do they do now? Is it a Bluetooth thing or what? No, no, they just they just have you turn into a local station. Oh, okay. And it just like short short band broadcasts. That's cool. But it's not like those awful like kids these days don't even know what we're talking about, but the, the little <laughs> awful speakers you'd have to hang off the side of your car. Yeah. Um, all the music in this episode is by Ben Sound and is being used under a Creative Commons license. You can find more music by Ben Sound at bensound.com. Geektitude is a proud member of the Geek to Geek Network. Check out other Geek to Geek shows, such as the Geek to Geek Podcast, Tea Time with Katie and Chelsea, Disney Forever, You Can't Stop Me Loving K-Pop, The Nerdberg Review, My HDTV Addiction, JRPGs and Me, Dragon Quest FM, and sometimes Rob, and starting this First of the new year uh, as the dice roll. Also check out our Twitch streamers, Capsule J and Bamashocks, and make sure to join us in Slack or Discord where you can chat with us in real time. You can currently find us at geektitude.com as well as on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and most other podcatchers out there. Please leave us a review and spread the word. If you'd like to contact me, you can send me an email at joehogan at geektitude.com. You can also follow the show on Twitter at geektitude or me personally at Epic Grays. Ray, where can we find you? Uh, I'm on social media. I live on social media, man. Just go to at Ray Vargas three 
at you know pick your pick your platform twitter instagram <laughs> facebook i'm He's there there i'm there <laughs> and if you if you wanted to go look at my website it's at rayvargas3.com although as i mentioned earlier in the podcast i am in the process of overhauling it so you, the artwork on there is kind of outdated and and you'll be seeing some new stuff very soon and that's it and this, this was fun. I hope everybody had a safe and happy holidays and are going to have a very safe and happy new year. And we will very quietly sneak into 2021 so nobody knows we're there. And until then, this week, keep it geek. <laughs>